0: Welcome to Drunk On Comics Podcast 276. We missed a milestone last week, Josh. They did 275 without us. Dicks. I know. I'm pretty sure that Tony did 250 without me, too. So Dick. He's kind of an ass. That's why he's not on the podcast this week. He's grounded.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, Lynn and Josh make their triumphant return this week. Da-da-da! Uh, we get deep into some comics. Deep. Super deep. Yeah. So uh, we reviewed Spy Seal number one and Dark Knight's Metal number one. And I do want to say fucking spoilers. Yes. Because we go hard into Dark Knight's Metal number one. And if you do not want to know what the entire book is all about, read it before you listen to this podcast because you will find out what the whole thing is all about.
1: Yep. Yep. And it's really good.
0: It is super good. Talked about a little bit of news. Mark, yeah, not much. Mark Millar. Mylar. World. Yep. And Netflix. John Leguizamo showed up for a minute. Uh, Shazam. You know, all the good stuff. So, sit back, relax, grab a drink, or not, whatever, and check out <laughs> Drunken on Comics Podcast 276, Mylar World. Yeah. I feel like it needs some sort of backdrop of music. Do, 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 do my world.
1: Are, you are aware that we actually have music <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> yes. Sticky sound.
0: Yeah. Oh, it doesn't do it anymore.
1: you Rip off the adhesive. I
0: didn't think so.
1: A little bit. Little it's bit. a. It's a. I think. I think the comic book itself kind of reverberates the sound. You think so? A little bit, probably.
0: That seems silly. Bounces
1: off the pages. <laughs> it's science.
0: It's not science
1: <laughs> it's science
0: <laughs> it's not science at all it's not science at all not at all no
1: it's magic is yes. that what you're saying it is it's <laughs> all magic <laughs> sound is magic
0: how is this color on paper <laughs> must be magic sorcerers where does the sound come from <laughs> must be magic magic like the basis of all religion ever. How do magnets work? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, So welcome to the show.
0: Oh you started already? Yes. You did a kamikaze start there. Yeah I I pulled the Tony. See normally I was confused because normally we start shows by making fun of Tony so without him being here to know that the show has started
1: by pulling a tony i should specify i didn't incorrectly pronounce somebody's name
0: <laughs> or I any d- random word yeah in the or human any, language yeah.
1: i didn't <laughs> hobble together a, a sentence using <laughs> glue and matchsticks like he does he macgyvers sentences he together. is a
0: word he is his wordsmith skills are MacGyver level.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he puts things together that you wouldn't ever imagine them working together. Yeah. And they don't. <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> and they, yeah, MacGyver would have been better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. MacGruber, maybe. MacGruber. Oh, my God.
1: He's the MacGruber of speaking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, he deserves all of this. He you, does. They, so Josh and I took a very lovely vacation last week
1: yes. to Lake Huron and mm-hmm. left
0: Tony to his own devices for the podcast. So he got Matt and young Neil, uh, Derek. To To come do the podcast with him, because apparently they hate me, and so they won't do it unless I'm not there. Right. Dicks. <laughs> uh, they got super, like, He-Man woman-hating at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What did they say again? They I... said
0: that Derek was the new, like, I had transformed into Derek, because oh. being a man was, like, what everybody wanted to be.
1: That's not true at all. No.
0: So if I did transform into Derek, I'm back now because being a dude sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I would much rather be a lady. <laughs> no one could argue that I'm not even one of those.
1: For a week, though, you saved a fortune in makeup.
0: Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't Derek, want to make any judgments Derek, about what goes on at Derek. Young Neil's house without me.
1: <laughs> Derek does seem like he probably uses a lot of foundation. <laughs>
0: He doesn't get those eyes to sparkle without a little bit of right. mascara. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is a pretty man. He is. <laughs> uh, so anyway,
0: so Tony took this weekend off doing. I have no idea what. Drinking. Probably in a. That's tent what Tony does. Dead somewhere. Yeah. I don't
1: know why he can't record while doing it.
0: I. Right. Yeah. God. I'm an asshole.
1: Right. <laughs> Title of this week's episode
0: <laughs> Tony. What, what an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> anyway, moving away from that subject because yes. who cares? Right. Uh, let's do Off the Shelf. Sounds good. So, we actually have a couple books this week. I read both of them, Josh read one of them. I did. So, we'll co talk about the second one. Okay. Uh, last, because my first one, you didn't read, so I'll go through it very quickly. Right, cool. So the first one I picked up uh, was Spy Seal, number one.
1: So I'm guessing, just, I'm going to judge a book by the cover, although it's just the title, actually. I'm guessing this is a book about a trained circus seal who performs espionage.
0: Um... Kind of,
1: no. Kind of, no? <laughs> but kind
0: of, yes? Okay. Okay. So this is written and drawn by Richard Tommaso. So just to get the formalities out of the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, Spy seal takes place in an anthropomorphic version of Earth. So it wouldn't be a trained circus seal because he's a seal uh, person. Uh. They're, they live in one of those societies where animals are the people. Yes. Animals are people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Soylent green is animals.
0: <laughs> so it's
1: hamburger.
0: Um. So yes. So but he is. He does. Uh, as the title dictates, end up becoming a spy. When the mm. book starts, he is not a spy. There are events that happen within the book that in which he becomes, what do you call it, uh recruited. recruited? Okay. Yes. To be an MI five, because this takes place in England. Oh. So you have to read it in a British accent.
1: <laughs> I have tried doing that with characters and it never No. I can never keep it up. Where like I think in an accent, I just can't do it.
0: Sometimes you have to though, to like this book. He doesn't write in, like, a heavy, like, uh, British slang or anything, Mm. so you don't have to read it in a British accent if you do not want to or have the skills to, like Josh. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You can, and it would probably add to it a little bit um, if you feel like it. I just, whatever...
1: I feel like I just internally start making fun of my own internal accent. <laughs> like that sounds. Do you have
0: a terrible British accent?
1: Only in my mind.
0: Do you have a terrible British accent? Not in your mind.
1: No, I'm I, I'm great. You've heard me do the Picard accent. Oh you know? yes, we. Are. Hello.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's how Jean-Luc Picard talks. Yes. Like Number he's... one.
0: Is <laughs> <laughs> he in the orange? Engage. <laughs> So um, this the art style of this book, and if anybody's read any Richard Tommaso before, and I apologize if I am mispronouncing his last name, but it's T O M M A S O. So I'm gonna go with Tommaso. That seems
1: it sounds good.
0: Yeah, rich, rich Tommaso. I'm a little jealous. It sounds of like name. a very delicious like sauce for pasta. Yes, it does. it's a rich Tommaso sauce. <laughs> Sorry. Last names uh, always
1: translate to food for you, don't I, they? Yes,
0: they do. Uh, I like food. Yes. Um, his so his art style. He he did a series called Dark Corridor, which is about this city. Uh, is very much a um, serialized comic where like each issue isn't necessarily following the same people in this city as the issue before okay so like uh what fuck what is that show uh why can't i think of it
1: american horror story
0: no it's more, more twilight zone yes
1: thank, uh, you.
0: thank you i like how you pulled that just out of nowhere
1: i was thinking of episodes, like shows where literally each episode is yes. like a standalone thing yes. so okay So the twilight zone yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Kind of like that. But more like mo- the genre would have been like mobsters. Okay. Like Sin City meets yeah. The Twilight Zone sure. type of thing. Um, and his art style in that it was totally different than his next book that he did, which was She-Wolf, which was a horror comic about this girl in high school who gets bitten by a werewolf. Mm. And then, which is completely different in art style compared to Spy Steel. So he's very, like, he doesn't... Necessarily stick with one art style Which I think is cool because he does them all very well Yeah And so you just never know what you're going to get from him And he also writes just the weirdest stuff And it's crazy cool Um This is in the art style of like Tintin Mm. From like So like French comics from like The 1950s Like mid-century Like that art style This Mm -hmm. is what he was going for in this book 100% just looking at it you could totally tell that that's the art style that he's going for
1: it actually which is interesting it's kind of similar the uh have you ever read those books by i think the artist just goes by jason i think that's it mm. he did like american where or uh american werewolf in france or something like that it was um the one where you like went back in time to try and kill hitler and it was all anthropomorphic
0: hmm.
1: um like dogs and stuff so there's this. There are these books. I think he also did one called Mouse, which was about oh, German.
0: Mouse is takes on I the be, Holocaust. I might be wrong about that. if
1: that was. I might be wrong about that being Jason, but um, I really love his style. Anyway, um, I've read a few of his books and I really like it. And this, it looks similar. Um, so you can.
0: Mouse was done by Art Spiegelman.
1: Oh, okay. I'm wrong about that one. You
0: definitely are wrong about that one. Um. But oh, anyway, and the art style so changes in the well, the and, the la- So there is there is the spy seal story, and then the mm-hmm. very last couple pages is a completely different story. Actually, if okay. you flip one page more over, you can see that it's called Ninja Fukara.
1: Fukaro? Fukuro.
0: Fukuro. Yeah. Fukuro.
1: Backup feature by yes. Joey Weiser. Yes,
0: which is about a ninja owl, which is pretty cool too. That's awesome. Also, an anthropomorphic more of like a a style that you would see um, it kind of reminds me of actually of like Dexter mhm the dexter's laboratory oh the serial killer dexter's laboratory <laughs>
1: what does this owl do with his victims <laughs> it's
0: a whole different story um anyway spy seal was R- rich came to this like apparently this was a character he drew when he was like 13 Used to, I mean, I don't know about your thirteen-year-old years and your your preteens, early it, the, teens. My
1: thirteen-year-old years were just one year.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> your preteen years, your early teen years, like if you were had any sort of inclination towards art at all, you were, were always creating your own characters.
1: Right? I was not. I no? was constantly drawing Superman. <laughs> 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 or, or Spider-Man I, I actually tried to draw a lot back then like, and But it's not ne- your own I, stuff I never got good at it But I, Marvel was really great at putting out like How to draw superhero oh, yes, stuff course. And so I always got a bunch of that, that stuff
0: Cultivating the yeah, minds for the future You gotta
1: imagine there's, They have so many artists that started with the same things Like I probably played probably. around with When I was a kid I'm sure. But So I ended up doing all these superheroes That already existed
0: that not, what Not I, your own creative content. I, not really. No. no. Well, this I was...
1: was an ima- an <laughs> child, I an imaginary child,
0: I had. I had a, a superhero that was called Rubberband Man. Oh, yeah? And it was literally a rubber band with a, <laughs> with a face and arms and legs and a cape.
1: I, I feel like that's just drawing a circle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it was... I, okay, I made with it, a cape. I made and, it yeah. thick and, you know, it twisted and mm. so anyway... I was a young child. Yes. Um, so this was a character that he started drawing when he was a kid and got bored with what he was doing or needed a break from what he was doing. I believe it was last year sometime. And tweeted a bunch of his pictures of Spice Seal, which was a character he had worked on when he was a kid. And everybody, like, lost their shit over it. Okay. They all loved it. Twitter blew up. So Image was like, hmm, maybe we should this guy to draw this book for us. Mm-hmm. And they did. Um, <laughs> so, I, to, for me, it feels like it takes place in, like, the 60s or 70s. okay, In, like, a mod sort of time in when everybody was in art.
1: It makes and, it, like, probably James Bondish, ish Yeah, like,
0: exactly. exactly, Because, yeah. like, it starts with him and his artist French sitting in a loft talking and they end up going mm-hmm. to an art gallery where these artists that are performing a a dance interpretive style dance end up like trying to shoot somebody in the audience who happens to be a member of parliament and then Mm -hmm. it turns to he ends up chasing after him and it you know like spy stories unravel Uh (laughs) (laughs) but it was definitely um, that period of time in the book and What's cool about that is I feel like we're currently in a similar period of time like right now. So even though this takes place in the past in a completely fictional universe where animals can talk and be spies um, (laughs) (laughs) We, we currently exist at a very similar time. So even though it's dated it's still current. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because I mean how often do we talk about how there's art galleries everywhere and oh yeah and that's what people we know do is they go to things at art galleries and watch shows and stuff like that it's just completely the same thing we do now so again it feels current without it being in set in current times and the fact that they're also um, animals animals yeah (laughs) So, but like, if you, <laughs> this art show that they're going to intrigued me a lot because it's like, they have a bunch of different animals with the skeletons showing through. Yeah. Which we had at our art museum, not our art museum, the public museum. Yeah. We had like a whole. Bodies
1: exposed yes, or something like that. and it that. totally I reminded it me of that. I it was called that.
0: No, I think it was, was called it? that. Yeah. It sounds really sexual. It does sound like sexual. a porn show or something. Yeah. Bodies exposed. But anyway, um, so you got Spy Seal and his friend who is a bird of some sort, so you're out already. Like, you're yes. never going to read this no, book. Because no. Josh hates birds a whole lot, you guys. And I'm
1: afraid that they're going to come to life yes. in the comic book and then jump out and attack Pro- me.
0: Probably. Or fly I mean, out. Yeah. I mean, they are alive in this comic. Yeah. Right, they're anthropomorphic. Right. Would you be more terrified of... An- We're getting completely off the rails here. Would you be more terrified of an anthropomorphic bird or an actual bird?
1: I... Doubt I would be as terrified of an anthropomorphic I just bird. want us to
0: say that word so many times. Yeah, because
1: we're just going to keep fucking it up <laughs> worse and worse as it goes on. Um, I'd, It'd probably be a talking bird. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, that, that I would be less afraid of. Because they would probably have the civility mm, to not... Just start on your head. Fl- flying around my head, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Fluttering about...
0: So, so the seal he has a name um, I don't recall what it is off the top of my head I'll get to it at some point uh, meets this buxom bunny
1: mm. uh,
0: who has a Russian accent in it so
1: is that just in your head were uh, <laughs> you just deciding she, she's gonna be Russian like no, how she's, do you know she she's is Russian because oh, she, she, she talks right.
0: about being like a you find out later she's a spy okay. And from Russia ah. So That's how you know ah. But it's funny Cause like He sees this This bunny at the art gallery And he's Eye humping her pretty hard And the <laughs> friend he's there with Is getting all pissed off And she walks away And she's like Really? A buxom Bunny rabbit? You have to be kidding me And I don't know how many times I've said that Very similar phrase To my guy friends But yeah. it's not bunny rabbit <laughs> <laughs> Obviously You
1: have some weird guy friends <laughs> So now you've learned something new about Tony.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Anyway, very. I mean, it's it's a very common setup for a spy genre. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, he gets recruited because something happens, and he helps save the day. And there's a damsel in distress, and all the usual tropes that go along with spies, except they're all animals, and it's drawn very well, and. You the characters are interesting enough that you want to keep reading it going forward. Right. As opposed to it being people, because if it were just human people, if you were focused on being realistic with it, it would probably be boring because it's a story you've seen over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But, but because it takes place in this anthropomorphic world, then it's more interesting and the characters are more interesting and you can do all kinds of weird stuff with the art and which just makes it more interesting to read so cool that's spy seal my very short re- yes we're <laughs> 20 minutes in already yes, my very short <laughs> review of spy seal we did get off topic a little bit but who the fuck cares yeah uh so next up this week i read a batman book yes and It's not even. is it it's a
1: this is, this is like a Justice League movie. I
0: feel like, except it's called Dark Knight's Metal.
1: Yes. And much anticipated. But it's but Dark
0: Knight's with an N, so it's not the Dark Knight. It's literal Dark Knight's
1: I didn't Dark even notice Knights that. Oh, yeah. Metal. It's not with a K.
0: Very much anticipated. They've been building this up for a while. They did the two setups for it last month and the month before. Mm-hmm. Um I did not read those, no, so I went into this book blind, but I don't think that that necessarily hurt the understanding of the book. There was a couple references they made in this book that editors,
1: editors, yeah, editors notes. where
0: I was like, "Well, that's nice, but I do want to go look it up. I know where to go," mm-hmm. um, but you don't need to. Right. I didn't. I didn't really get anything from this book that was like some of it. You need deeper knowledge. There is some stuff in here where if you have never read a DC book before in your life, you should not start here. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't start Although, with this book, I of dug. But... I,
1: I kind of dug jumping in blind on this one. So it's Scott Snyder writing yes. and Greg Capullo doing the pencils. Yes. Um, and probably inks. I think he does his own inks. I, I might be wrong. Um, it's about halfway through before you get to the credit
0: page. <laughs> As usual. <Yeah. laughs> with all DC books. Although it has a really nice oh, nope, never mind. I'm thinking of a completely different book. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no. Capullo did pencils. Jonathan Glapion did okay. inks. Okay. FCO Placencia did colors. Steve Wands did the letters. And it's funny. I don't know why they chose to do this. Maybe because this is metal. So they gave themselves all, like, nicknames. Mm-hmm. So it's Scott Doom Commander Snyder, Greg Painbringer Capullo.
1: Which totally fits his personality.
0: <laughs> Jonathan Guillotine Glapion, FCO Killer Placentia, which just makes it sound like a Killer Placenta. Which <laughs> is a whole different image in my head now.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a B-horror movie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Steve the Slayer Wands. And then, like, they actually list, like, Jim Lee and and all the co- different cover artists and stuff in here, too. And they all have uh, nicknames as well, which I thought was very interesting because it makes them sound like they're in a metal band. Yeah. Even though this book doesn't have to do with metal music, it's literally about a metal.
1: Nth metal.
0: Nth metal. Yes.
1: So, uh, it kicks off... They're in a gladiator-style arena.
0: They're on a war world.
1: On a war world. Yes. Mongol. Mongol. Um, and they have been affixed with armor that is preventing them from using their abilities. Right. And weak- weakens them. Yes. So they have to fight fair, basically, against these different enemies that right. are coming at them. And some
0: the well, they the so I don't know what they fought prior to this or yeah. how long they've been there or it jumps
1: if, rated, uh, right right. Pretty the end.
0: much. yeah, it's I don't know if this ties into a previous book or not or if this is just how they chose to start it. but uh, Mongol has the toy maker mm-hmm. there and As he's a slave. He's creating at least some of the monsters that they're fighting against because when they go into their next battle, it's a bunch of robots, mm-hmm. basically. Who all kind of represent each one of the... Like, if you look at the overhead, they have an overhead view of the arena. And the heroes, the Justice League, basically, inside, like, ready to fight in this formation circle. And then the robots all coming out of different doors. And each robot is very much a representation of each one of the heroes. Yes. One looks like Batman, one's got Superman's colors, the Wonder Woman one has all these energy looking whips coming mm. off of it. It's actually pretty cool.
1: And it was called the Fulcum ab- abolis abolus something like that. It had to do with um um an abomination, abominous.
0: Yeah, Fulcum ab uh, Fulcum abominous. Yeah. Yes.
1: And I d- got to call out this line that the flash gives as soon as they show up because i just loved it so much he just goes oh we're fault
0: yeah <laughs> and
1: that was what it was just a simple line that Such just, a
0: flash slash yeah, dad joke
1: just love i it makes me love scott snyder when he comes up with <laughs> that, that stuff
0: yeah and and so they they try to fight him in the traditional sense and of course batman figures out you know the toy maker named him Fulcum abdominus because it has something to do with the origins of the words and he was giving him a hint on how to de- defeat him and you had yep. to let the robots devour you yep. and he so he figured that out because Batman is the master strategist.
1: And detective and genius. So they're
0: all trying to beat the shit out of these robots and Batman's like letting the thing eat him. Yep. Basically.
1: And he's like, follow my lead.
0: And they do and they all think that they're hosed until...
1: They turn into Voltron! <laughs> they
0: pretty much turn into Voltron. And so I'm kind of upset that Tony was not here for this one because right. there's a lot of stuff in this book that I think that he would enjoy and I don't know if he read it. I guess we'll find out next time we see him. But yes, the uh, the coming together of all of them into which the the page before they actually show the coming together of all the robots into one giant Justice League robot. Mm-hmm. They have the panels of each of them inside of their machines and they're different colors, much like you know power Rangers or Voltron or something yeah. like that. yeah. and then you you flip and it's it's a.
1: Batman's the head, Superman's the body. Looks like Cyborg's one arm. Wonder Woman is the other arm. arm. And
0: Flash and Aquaman are the feet. And Flash, of course, goes, "Why am I a foot?" And Cyborg goes, "So you can kick his." And of course, they don't say ass because this is a DC comic. Jump cut to. Yes, they've escaped. <laughs> pretty. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. And then you have Flash, and which
1: L- I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to see that in right. the fight scene. Yeah. But, they, but they have a lot of stuff cool. to cover on this book. And it it's was only a lot. Yeah,
0: twenty-seven or thirty-two pages plus ads. Yeah. So <laughs> lots of ads in this. book I just
1: love that though. It really like I you could totally see that being in a movie where. They form this robot, and then next thing, they've escaped. Yes. You know they were going to. You don't have
0: to. the budget for the actual fight, just yeah. for the coming together of the robots. Right. And of course, there's a callback to Flash's line where no, he realized nobody laughed at his <laughs> we're folked line, and he's like, I liked my folked joke. <laughs> Nobody's listening to him. Yeah. <laughs> so they're returning from war, the war world. And Batman gets a hold of Alfred. And Alfred's like, dude. Because that's how Alfred talks. Yeah. Dude, I've been trying to get a hold of you. I think you. he has a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> what,
1: what would that sound like?
0: No, I'm not sure. Dude, dude! Dude! <laughs> I've been trying to get a hold of you. Yes. Um, basically, while they were gone, Gotham was destroyed.
1: Or at least a part of it was. You couldn't really tell how much of Gotham. It was,
0: I mean, enough, a mountain showed up in the city. Yeah. So a good portion of Gotham was destroyed. It sounded like they were able to evacuate the city before this happened Mm-hmm. But there's definite destruction all over the city. And a mountain. Again, again, I
1: don't know if this was like in a previous book or not. But I'm not sure. They, I don't think they gave any editor's notes like, this happened in such and such no. issue. No,
0: no it did not. So, they show up, they're in the rubble, and there's this mountain. Yep. And Barry runs around the mountain to find a door, which he finds. And the door has a symbol on it. It looks like a, an, hourglass. an hourglass. Now... Do you know what this refers to? The hourglass. The purple background Uh, with the hourglass. So, this actually refers to a group called Challengers of the Unknown. Okay. Which you, if you don't know about the Challengers of the Unknown, or that it refers to this, you kind of find it later when you get introduced to another character. Um... But this symbol is for the Challenges of the Unknown. It was a group that was created way back in the day. Literally, these people got in a plane crash. They decided they all survived, so they wanted to do something with their life. So they began going on these adventures, trying to save the world from different things. Supernatural stuff, common thieves. They were the Challengers of the Unknown. That's the group. They had a mountain as their base. A hollowed out mountain was their was their base. So I'm assuming this is their base. Just popped up in the middle of Gotham somehow. So that's a little reference for that. Okay. There you go. You learned something new today. <laughs> <Da-da-da>. <laughs> you go in and I mean it is a it's a base. Like it is a hollowed out mountain. They get inside and it is a base and there is a pond in the middle with five people in it. Mhm. Presumably, are the challenges of the unknown and a deactivated red tornado is in there as well. Oh,
1: which is an android,
0: he is an android, yes. Um, and there's like this, I think it was Cyborg said that he had a weird feeling about the place, like it didn't feel right, it was vibrating weirdly, he had a weird energy about it. Anyway, everybody was pretty much uneasy with. The mountain that popped up in the middle of Gotham. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. And then they see the sign in blood on the ceiling that says, It's chasing us. Run. Which adds intrigue, of course. Because what what's chasing you? Why did you bring a whole mountain into Gotham? Something must be super scary.
1: Right. Um, Traveling by mountain isn't very fast. No, I why can't imagine <laughs> it
0: would be. Uh, but then they are shortly joined by a group... The Blackhawks led by Lady Blackhawk. And I don't know. Again, I apparently this was a run in All-Star Batman. Because they make a little nice little editor's note in there when they introduce Lady Blackhawk. Mm-hmm. To see All-Star Batman 6 through 9. Yeah. Which I did not see. So, if you have, then you're more caught up than we are about Lady Blackhawk. Except you find out very quickly who she is. And that is Kendra Saunders. Who is Hot Girl? And if you don't know from the name that it's Hot Girl, you figure out because she tells her entire backstory to everyone in the Justice League the minute they get on this Which, interdimensional yeah. island that they go to. So
1: well, this this trip me up because I don't know if like they they must have not gone over Hot Girl or Hawkman, um, Hawk Boy as I like to call him. He's Hawk. It's Hawk Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it, it, they must not have covered that in this new rebooted universe. Yeah,
0: I've, Well, you know, they've tried to get rid of New 52, so they... Yeah. It was all a dream or something. I don't... I haven't read any DC in a while. I heard it's doing really well, but I just don't read it. Yeah. Um, so I can only assume that they just haven't gone back to this character. Right. Or Hawkman because he's part of the group that was missing or... I'm assuming he's one of the people in that pod in the mountain Mm because she talks about after she gives her backstory about how she was stabbed with nth metal and so was the guy who becomes Hawkman and they're reincarnated every time they die to fight evil. You know the Hawk Girl,
1: Hawkman. If you've seen Flash, yeah, you You know know this
0: very yes, very very (laughs) very much close to the actual origin story. Um, But she talks about how. He, Hawkman, decides to go... They get into the multiverse, which is a very convoluted subject, and I don't really understand it. I mean, I do, but there's 52 Earths, versions of Earth. They span across the universe. There's all these little outlier areas. She has a very cool map, actually. Yes. I was like, that full-size map, or it's just a page of that map anywhere would be very helpful. Yes. Like, I would like to look at that map, because mm-hmm. I think it would help people understand more what's going on in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she flips it over, and the, it's black.
1: On the other side. On the
0: other side, and she goes into this whole idea of a dark multiverse existing right. in dark matter. So,
1: yeah, they were saying that there's anti... There, Everybody believed that there was matter and, and the then and antimatter, matter. and that's what all of our universe and all the multiverses were made up of. Mm-hmm. But then she's saying there's this idea that there's this other type of matter, this third type of matter called dark matter, which is actually a thing. Right. Uh, which I kind of liked. I, that... Scott Snyder kind of took a page from actual science for sci- the science fiction. Yes. You know, it's nice when they don't just come up with a random thing like nth metal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so the idea is there's these alternate so- universes of all of the alternate universes. Right. That are dark mm-hmm. universes.
0: Right. And Hawkman uh, decided to... It's, explore those or see if he could get to the other side because he felt like there was a dark power that was going to invade our our multiverse and Mm. take it over our like i'm part of this yeah multiverse but who knows it's a multiverse maybe we are
1: i feel like we are actually one of the universes probably yeah
0: um and it's cool because it goes. She goes through this whole when he decided to go, and the different groups that they've got enlisted to help them throughout the years. And one of them is like the Metal Men. So mm-hmm. they have the the I can't I can't remember the name of the guy who invented the Metal Men, but he's got the Metal Men and Red Tornado with him. And then over here it says Adventures who would challenge the unknown with him. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't know prior that that was the space of the challengers of the unknown. This little box right here is what tells you if you even knew there was a thing called the Challengers of the Unknown. A lot of people, I did not, don't know that reference. Um, so, I figured
1: this is probably not the first time they've ever been mentioned. So. No,
0: no. So, but I mean, that was that was very cool. It. It's not necessarily important to the story Right now, but it is Because that's their fucking mountain base That's in the middle of Gotham right now Right. And they're, it's not a well-known group So it does make you do a little bit of research to, If you really want to figure out what's going on in this book Or you can just read it And you don't really lose anything of the story Either mm-hmm. So, anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, But it, I guess things fell apart with their voyage into the dark matter. Like they never came back, or they just came back now. Anyway, Kendra's super like freaked out about what's going on, and that's why right. she came and got the.
1: And also, she she knows that uh the there's this uh, being mm-hmm. trying to come Barbados. into our Barbados. Barbados. I feel like that's probably not Barbados. The, that's probably yeah, because Barbados, I think, is
0: Barbados.
1: Barbados is probably that. Let's
0: say Barbados,
1: because Bar- Barbados is an actual place on Earth. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's Barbados, not Barbados.
1: Ah, I see. <laughs> um, but then uh, she's discovered that the per that what brings Barbados, Barbados, Barbados. Barbatus, Barbatus. Barbie to the, this world is uh, basically Bruce Wayne.
0: Yeah, it's the, the wagon, which apparently is the root word for the name Wayne. Yeah. So she lured them there to get Bruce Wayne, basically.
1: It's a good thing that it's not like she she logically went to Bruce Wayne and not like the guy who invented the wagon. The guy who invented radio flyer wagons or something. You know?
0: It is it is like it makes you wonder how long it took them to get to that. Because yeah. it is like definitely you do a lot of thinking to get yeah. from where they started to Batman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of the it Sons of the Wayne of Wayne. Uh yeah.
1: So it turns out this whole thing where they got them to this island, all of the Justice League to the island, it was all just to get Bruce Wayne right um, trapped. Yes. And, and they every, fail miserably.
0: Well, <laughs> I think it was The Flash or Green yeah. Lantern or somebody that was like, you must not know him very well because he had a way out the minute he got here. Yeah. And it was probably
1: I, highly technically advanced. It was state him, of the art.
0: Then they show him riding away on a dinosaur. They <laughs> <laughs> like just jumping on a dinosaur. <laughs> away. But in the middle of this, the red tornado awakens and mm, starts destroying gets everything. Yes, yes, because they opened the door and he warned everybody. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that drawing on the ceiling was his warning. Not ambiguous at all. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yep. red tornado. Uh, yeah. So he escapes as Batman does,
1: mm-hmm. and he gets what he was there for—the
0: end metal. Yes,
1: he got a fraction of the. It's like the the, the it was Nth the metal. piece
0: of metal that um, Kendra was stabbed mm-hmm. with yeah. to turn her into hot girl.
1: So the whole thing was his plan all along. Oh yes,
0: yeah, I love
1: course. that. That's it what I love about is. Batman
0: it always is. You
1: think it's your idea to lure them to <laughs> lure him to the island and then tell him how he's the target of all this and turns out the whole thing was his plan. Yes,
0: <laughs> of course it was. Um it does have this splash page where it's got I know that's Doctor Fate. Yep. I don't know who the bottom two figures are. Is that Steel? Are. Is that Steel and then who's it the little like so. egg?
1: I have no is idea. that
0: Wonder Man or uh, Oh, um it's Plastic Man. He's in the egg. That's right. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember Tony talking about this, yeah. and I don't. I don't remember. Do
1: plastic people lay eggs?
0: Well, Plastic Man. <laughs> plastic Man is stretchy. Yeah. Um, he's in the egg. He didn't lay the egg.
1: Oh. <laughs> Why that doesn't <laughs> explain anything? I don't know either. <laughs> okay. Uh, but
0: it's also got this like kind
1: of like how silly putty is stored. Yes, okay. Probably.
0: <laughs> Actually, um, I would say that that's. Probably very correct.
1: That's how he sleeps. I'm going to
0: assume that that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. But there, I think Doctor Faye must be having this vision of mm-hmm. the the dark world coming over, and you can see it's very ominous looking. They look like monsters, and all headed by a evil Batman-looking character. There. Mm-hmm. You see the little triton there, so you know that's an Aquaman.
1: So I've seen. Um, I follow Scott Snyder on Twitter. And he's posted several things about the Batman who laughs.
0: Oh, the Bat who laughs? The Bat who
1: laughs. Yeah. yeah. Or and the Batman
0: who laughs. I think some that's Something like that. Yeah.
1: Um, and I don't know if... I, I got the impression this was going to be tied into metal.
0: Yeah. I think it is. It but is. It is uh, coming out in November. Okay. And it is tied into it, along with titles such as Batman the Red Death, Batman the Murder Machine, Batman the Dawnbreaker... Batman the Drowned. Batman the Merciless. Batman the Devastator. Batman, the Batman Who Laughs. Yeah, He's got all the coolest titles. The rest of them that are, are tied in are like Teen Titans number 12.
1: <laughs> that's a horrible title. Nightwing number
0: 29. <laughs> <laughs> so, of so, course, DC gives you a whole list of the tie-in titles. That's actually
1: really nice. It yeah. is
0: nice. I like it when they do this. Yeah. I feel like most... Um, events try to do this mm-hmm. so that you can keep up with all the books. If they don't, it's stupid because it's, it
1: makes sense. Like because then you can order them if you right. if you have a comic book shop where exactly. you get most of your comics by asking for them in advance.
0: Exactly. Um, so Batman be back at Wayne Manor, mm-hmm. looking at the nth Metal Starts here. Well, I think Alfred hears it first, like a vibe. Yeah.
1: A hum.
0: Yeah. And it ends up being uh, like a bat symbol burned into the floor. Yeah. Where he could just lift it up, and then there was the.
1: And there's all this exposition happening. Yeah. Like you, you're reading this text. You don't really know what it's for, but it's right. like a. Old timey looking. Hand, yeah. Handwritten text mm-hmm. talking about how I had left this for you. And if you find it, this, then I fear for you. For my favorite family or something like that. Yeah. Or My Most Trusted Family.
0: Right. And it was from Carter Hall, who is yep. Hawkman. So, and
1: it's the journal mm-hmm. that he had written all about.
0: That Kendra the, was actually yeah. looking for. Yeah. yep.
1: And it was in Batman's house the whole time. It's always the last place you look.
0: Right? Um, and then, so the end of this, the last page of this, very intriguing. Because I did not know they were going to tie this into it. But I'm excited because it's Dream from Sandman. Yeah. Dream the... And it's the new version. Dream of the... He looks cool. Well, yeah. So, the old Dream, Morpheus, was very, like, Robert Plant looking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like a mix between Robert Plant and Neil Gaiman, I feel like he models him a little bit after himself. Yeah. And this new version of Dream with the white hair and the white clothes is like a reincarnation after mm-hmm. Morpheus dies, reincarnated into the child who ends up becoming this newer version of Dream with the white hair and stuff. So, um, I don't know how he's gonna play in and I know that, you know, those Sandman characters are DC canon and they show up in books from time to time, not usually very frequently, so they show up it makes me wonder what's going to happen. Yeah. You know.
1: It definitely made me want to keep reading this arc.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: You know, I I if you're at all interested in in a good Batman story or a good Justice League story, definitely pick this up. Yeah.
0: And I agree. I'm, and you don't I don't like I said, I don't read a lot of DC. Yeah. You used to read a lot of the Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo Batman, but yeah. that was that was in New 52 era. That
1: was, yeah, once they kicked off New 52, I got into right. it.
0: Right. And then, it's been a while since you read anything. hmm And last time Besides, I read... Besides,
1: like, books. <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. Anything DC. <laughs> yes. Dick. Uh, and last time I read Anything DC was 52, like, the actual mm-hmm. series, 52, that came after Identity Crisis and Infinite Crisis. Um, so it's been a very long time since I read anything. So, I like where this is going. I completely agree that DC's winning the book battle right now between them and Marvel. Yeah. And if you pick it up. I mean, I think it's going to be an intriguing story and it's totally metal.
1: It is totally metal.
0: This cover is fucking awesome. It is. It's thick and it's got like the the font, the metal font
1: with the texture. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um although uh my favorite cover by far this week And for this series in particular Was the Andy Kubert alternate cover Yeah. So it's Batman on a dinosaur Now it's not the dinosaur he rides in this book It's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex Mm-mm. But it's Batman just totally full on riding a dinosaur Yeah. It's the best cover <laughs> <laughs> So there's that too Okay. This fills into. What,
1: what do we call that segment with the. Uh,
0: best on Tap.
1: Best on Tap.
0: Yes. The Andy Kubert uh, variant.
1: Do- <laughs> I've only been doing this podcast for over a year.
0: <laughs> has it been over a year now? I
1: think so. I feel like it probably has. Nobody's paid attention to it. So, to. There's a baby somewhere crying. It's not ours.
0: No. We don't have a baby <laughs> locked up in a, in a closet anywhere
1: let to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um. Uh,
0: so, okay. News. Yeah. This week. Um, last week, the boys talked a lot about Netflix and how much money they're in debt and all the awesome stuff also coming out of Netflix. So, basically, Netflix is broke, but still giving us awesome content was a good chunk of their news last week. Yeah. Wrapped up into a much shorter, sweeter little package right there for you. You don't have to listen to last week's podcast. I just summed it up for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The boys are sexist and Netflix broke.
0: (laughs) Um, What they did not talk about, which would have been perfectly relevant, uh, was that Netflix just purchased uh, Miller World. Millar World? Mylar World. Mylar. (laughs) Mark Miller Millar.
1: Mike Millar. Mike Miller. (laughs) Who is known for...
0: Uh, Well, Miller World is his um, publishing house. Mm -hmm. Uh, Biggest known for Kick-Ass. Yes. The Kingsman and Wanted, which have all spawned very successful movies. So he's not one shy away from putting his print work into the screen. Um so now Netflix has exclusive rights to all all of his titles, not just those three. Anything put out under his publishing house, Netflix has the rights to in right. terms of uh, visual content. Mm-hmm. No, because comic books are also visual,
1: With, motion picture. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah,
0: whatever yeah. word I'm trying to think of, fill in. Choose your own adventure. Fill in whatever word you want. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Which, I mean, amazing for him.
1: Wouldn't it be cool if they did a kick-ass series?
0: Mm, Yes. Maybe. Maybe? I mean, yes. I'm just afraid of how they would do it. who they, who would they focus on? you know, how long can you make that story play out before you run out of content and you have to start creating your own mm-hmm. like with The Walking Dead mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they
1: did a pretty good job with that. They do do it, although they've never really run out of content. Well, in and the they've comments. created some of their own. yeah, Game of
0: Thrones, obviously they ran out of book content, so they started creating their own, mm-hmm. which is fine perfectly within their right to do so because they own that property in that form
1: yeah we're not suing them or anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like netflix would for for this stuff but i don't i mean we the kick-ass movie i liked i even liked nicholas cage in it. i know and he was completely not even close to his comic book no. counterpart at all i just his over the topness. his dusting uh, i thought was magnificent it It was so over the top ridiculous
1: magnificent really
0: yes it was just so over the top which the character he created for that character in that movie it totally fit it totally
1: has i i like that movie despite him i think i
0: think his character in the comic book is boring I, really? Yeah. I didn't think so. He's like, I think he's, I think he's a little bit more boring in the comic book than he was in the I mean, the it's
1: interesting that he's a nerdy dad in mm-hmm. this, and Not a cop. Yeah. Yeah. And he's teaching his daughter all this survival stuff. Granted, I just thought he seemed so much more badass in the, in the comic comics. Book. And, and he's big daddy, and he was not big at all. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know,
0: Anyway, Point Bane. This is not a review of Kick-Ass. But
1: I would love to see, like, okay, so for those who liked his performance, I would love to see, like, a series or something like that. Right. Where they did it more closer to the comics, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Shenanigans. That's
0: fair. (laughs) But, so, they didn't announce how much they purchased his, the rights to his work for, although it is estimated that it is between 50 to 100 million dollars. Dollars for this. So they're broke. Which is
1: like, what, 20-some thousand subscribers a month? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, c- the thing that keeps going through my head is, like, how famous is Mark Miller now? Like, he literally just paid 50 to to $100 million off his comic book properties, and there's, like, a, just a handful of comic book creators that can... Like, pulling that kind of money.
1: Plus, he has all the money from the movies that they right. made already. Yeah,
0: and just being awesome with making awesome comic books. Yeah. So, uh, I guess it is achievable, kids. You just have to work at it really hard for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you just need determination, and you, too, can be a hundred millionaire.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the only Netflix news that I have this week. Just, I just wanted to... Add that to the news of last week. Um, There wasn't really much other. There wasn't. There was a Marvel Runaways has a new TV series coming out on Hulu. I believe it's Hulu. Runaways. Brief reminder: we talked about this a couple weeks ago. A bunch of kids who have supervillains for parents decide that they don't want to be supervillains, so they all run away from home and create a superhero team. Very cool concept. Um, coming out with a new comic book now, which totally makes sense. Show starting. Perfect time to relaunch the comic book. Yes. Um, not the original team that was on it. Uh, this is being written by, uh, Rainbow Roel, which is a great name, Rainbow. (laughs) Um, so, you know, there's that to look forward to. Um, Cloak and Dagger, another television show coming out based on a comic book. I feel like that's all we have anymore is comic book-based television and movies. Um, it's the biggest
1: news, yeah. Yeah.
0: So they um, they've cast the so the show is not based on the original Cloak and Dagger. It's based on the rebooted version of Cloak and Dagger. They've actually um, cast characters based on the original. So Father Francis Delgado and Detective Bridget O'Reilly. From the very first Cloak and Dagger are going to be in this show, which I thought was cool. They're adding some throwback stuff, from the very first uh, comic book in there, and yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's really I don't I didn't do a deep dive into the internet news this week.
1: I know we were on vacation. I know.
0: <laughs> Shazam is not going to have Black Adam in it, which makes me very disappointed. The movie, it's not? no.
1: Wasn't that supposed to be The Rock? Yeah. Oh my god, I feel so sad for him.
0: Well, they're still doing going to do a Black Adam movie. Oh, they're doing Shazam Black- is the, mo- the Shazam movie is yeah. not going to have Black Adam in it, uh. which actually makes sense to me because if you think about Shazam, Billy Batson is a kid. Right, so this, if they're smart, they're going to play this off in, like, a Spider-Man type of movie. Where oh. it's, like, the the kid, it's going to follow the kid mostly, and he's only going to be Shazam when he needs to be. Yeah. Much like Peter Parker, you follow Peter Parker. Like, the last Spider-Man movie, he was more Peter Parker than he was Spider-Man.
1: That's true, Yeah. Yeah, so. but you didn't really think about that. No, either is that good.
0: Right. Well, <laughs> that's because in his own mind, Peter. I mean, it's not. There's no difference. Yeah. Peter Parker is Spider Man. Well, yeah. yeah. There's more of a transformation with Billy Batson because when he says Shazam, he turns into a full-grown human male. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a, a little bit different. Um, but I, I I remember watching. It must have been Justice League Unlimited or one of those animated shows where they did a Shazam. Uh, episode, and it was so well done, because every time Shazam, because you didn't know from the beginning that Shazam was a kid, you know? Because they Mm -hmm. introduced him as Shazam, so he just was, like, this superhero dude who rivaled Superman, Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Um, But he had, like, this fanboy sensibility to him, so, like, he would be fighting and then Superman would show up, and he would lose his shit. Like mm. oh my god, it's Superman! I can't believe I'm fighting with Superman. Like very much like you would not expect a full grown full adult. grown adult superhero to yeah. react around other superheroes at all. Yeah, kind of you...
1: like Spider Man and yes, Iron Man.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So if they're smart, little and introducing Black Adam would just complicate things because mm. he is such a dark force Mm -hmm. in that world. Very interesting character. Very tormented soul. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite DC villains by far. Um, But I think I'm okay with him not being in the Shazam movie. I mean, they'll tie it together eventually. Yeah. They're from the same family. Right. Yeah. So. uh, Last thing I thought was kind of cool, just to show that anybody can make a comic book now. John Leguizamo. Has a comic book coming out later this year. The Past, the, the comic book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be, I would read that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, um, my guess is, is this is going to be a lot. So Alyssa Milano uh, had a comic book come out where she didn't, she was more like the, she came up with the overall idea and, like, mm. got the art team together. I vaguely remember is this. the book Hacktivist.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah.
0: So, I'm, the, from what I've read, this is going to be a lot like that, where he, John Leguizamo is, like, the idea behind yeah. it, but he's John Leguizamo. I don't know whether he can write or draw. Right. Like, a, in a, I'm sure he can write and draw. I'm sure he can. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: I'm sure he can at least write. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a comedian right. and stuff like that. He's written whether.
0: stuff so. Writing a comic book is a completely different beast. Yeah. Um, so he has an art team behind it who is made up of uh, all Hispanic artists and writers. Oh, cool. Um, because this is very much going to be based in his heritage, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool because there are a lot of um, artists and writers from Mexico and South America, mm-hmm. um, Cuba, uh, that get some work, but it's not, they're not, you don't see them as often, mainly because they're not from here, so you don't get to meet them at cons as often. Right. And, you know... A lot of
1: artists work remotely nowadays. exactly.
0: So, um, but this is called, and I'm going to fuck this up because I am the whitest white girl you will ever meet, (laughs) and do not know how to speak any sort of Spanish or whatever at all. Yeah. So... This is called La Borinquena.
1: La Borinquena. La
0: Bor- Borinquena.
1: Borinquena.
0: Borinquena. B-O-R-I-Q-U-E-N-A, but the N has the... Enya. Yes. It's an Enya. Is that what they call it?
1: If I remember correctly from my high school Spanish, yeah, it's an Enya. Which was like a
0: hundred years ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Considering yesterday was my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> It's now been a hundred years since I was in high school. (laughs)
0: Um, So anyway, I I just thought that was really cool. And I like that um, comic books have gotten to the point where people you would have never thought would have gotten into that industry are totally getting into that industry Mm now. Like not, not even just at the movie television level, like actually producing comic book content. Who'd have thought Melissa Milano would have been behind a comic book? No. Ever. I, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for news this week. I do have booze in a book. You do? Yeah. Actually it was one of my former books, Spy Seal. Oh, okay. And I of course I'm going to very stereotypically pair the book Spy Seal with a Martini.
1: Oh. Right. Okay. James Just Bond a straight style. Straight up martini.
0: Shaken, not stirred.
1: Okay. <laughs> Which is actually weaker.
0: Shaken, yeah. is it?
1: Shaking shaking it actually adds more water to it. So it's ah. a weak watered down.
0: Well, that makes sense if he's martini. a spy. You he does not want to get, get totally real. trashed while he's spying. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, why not stick to the tropes and drink a martini while reading *Spy Seal*? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so there's your booze in a book this week, sweet and simple. Nice.
1: All right, so uh, words of wisdom for the week, um, Picard management tip. If you find <laughs> We're
0: have to start paying these people, so these I, do, people. I do want
1: to I do want to give credit. So I, I get these from a Twitter account called at, that's uh, at Picard Tips. Um, it's totally worth a follow these are great tips all the time Um, it's like every day he comes up with another one anyway Picard management tip if you find yourself leading in an unusually toxic crew it may be necessary to remove more than one of them
0: more than one of them more than one of them we remove Tony we can't remove (laughs) any (laughs) more. it's
1: just going to be you
0: (laughs) nobody (laughs) wants that so stay thirsty for next week when we find out whether we actually did get rid of Tony or not. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Intrigue. Mm. 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 Yes, mm. Mm. indeed.